You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What up, patrons? If you've been listening to this week's episode, you just heard me go over for like 30 minutes about <laughs> the history of Native American boarding schools and what that program was like and how uh, disgusting it was. So just recently, DJ, you saw this story. Sean, you did not see this. I did not. Bro, if you were writing a scary movie and you slid this premise across my desk, I'd be like, nah, it's too, it's too on the nose. Like, this is too, you know what I mean? This is crazy. You know, let me open up that document. Wouldn't you want to make that movie? No, because I'd be like, no one would believe that. That's just too over the top. I mean, (laughs) who's believing freaking Jeepers Creepers, bro? All right. So this is CBS News. Here's the headline. More, and I just want to start by saying, Canada can go f*** themselves. <laughs> I feel like Canada always passes judgment on America. Like, oh, America's so racist and a piece of shit. And like, we have your free, systems are so free health up. Yeah, meanwhile, we got the vaccines. Y'all can't get vaccines. <laughs> Y'all don't even have real bacon, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so eat a dick, Canada. That's all I'm trying to say. And this further proves my point. More than 200 bodies found at indigenous school in Canada. Pretty intense tide. Or, uh, it's a little heavy. Headline. So what's happening? So the remains of 215 children, some were as young as three years old, have been, ba- have been found buried on site at what was once Canada's largest indigenous residential school. Oops. Uh, there'd always been talks about like what really happened. So this is the same type of school and a native American boarding school in Canada and throughout its history, it went to like the seventies and then the Catholic church bought it and ran it as a school, which I'm sure crazy things happened then. But there was always talks in the local indigenous people's community, like what really happened there. And a lot of people I'm sure like pushed under the rug, didn't believe them. But they were like, no, something happened. So one of the leaders of the indigenous people around that area, Chief Roseanne Casimir. And then, dude, I cannot pronounce her tribe. Do you want to try? No. Not me. DJ, you got to try. I can't even see with my. I still can barely see. Tekem loops te sequik pemek. Sure. First Nations. First Nation. That's what they say. Native American. <laughs> First Nation people. Anyway, so at some point, I believe she's instrumental in bringing around radar technology to the school. And they're like, we want to start investigating. So they go around and they find a massive underground grave of Native American, or sorry, indigenous First Nation kids. Over 215 bodies in this grave. She called the discovery an unthinkable loss that was spoken about but never documented at the... Oh, yeah, and the school is called Kamloops Indian Residential School. So from the 19th century until 1970s, more than 150,000 First Nation children were required to attend the state-funded Christian school. They only found 250 bodies, but... Estimates and reports from talking to as many people as they can, they're pretty sure the number is 6,000 of these kids. 
left and right, they would claim, oh, your kid ran away. And that's what they'd say. And the indigenous people like just couldn't do anything about it. And so like one after another, these Native American kids, sorry, indigenous First Nation kids are dying. And they just say, oh, they ran away. Meanwhile, who the hell knows what's happening, but they're killing these kids and burying them in like a mass grave under the school. I never thought like uh thinking about uh Ilan. Like if Ilan ever had any bodies buried or like oh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising at all. No. No. For sure something went too far. And that's just one kid. Oh yeah. This is two hundred and fifteen that they found, but they think it's like six thousand. It's so crazy. So effing crazy. In two thousand eight, Parliament of Canada or whatever they have going on up there were like we're sorry. It's that South Park. We're sorry. We're sorry. Like spills oil in the ocean again. Yeah. So oh, sorry. So sorry. <laughs> uh, super effed up. This is kind of still an uncovering story and more is coming out. Um, but it's, it's insane to think that happened. And, dude, the dehumanization of First Nation or indigenous people why is are we, Why do we say that now instead of Native American? Well, that's in Canada what they say, First Nation. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So we say Native American even though at some point I think they said that's not chill anymore. Why is that not chill? I don't know because white people got mad. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck but me. I'm 90%. Oh, I think it was something. I cannot remember the exchange, but a white lady was like, you're not allowed to say Native American. And then like one of the head chiefs of like the – a ton of Native American tribes was like, actually, we're chill with it. And she was like, oh. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, don't I was just me. curious. I was just curious. Continue. Um, That's pretty much it. I just saw this headline, and I thought it was unreal. So I it really, I wanted to learn more. Like, how did this happen? How did it get this far? And why is it, like, not talked about? Isn't it so wild? Probably, like, the one thing that comes to my mind is, like, how they actually have mass burials, like... In Native Americans, the culture they'll have like the burial mounds and stuff like that, especially like in our like the Are you Midwest. Trying to say like they were honoring their uh... no, that's just what made me think. Like, uh, what if it was also a lot of free afoot there? Oh, true. Oh, and they were just like, oh, look at these Indians; they all buried themselves together. Yeah, it's like really just a genocide site. I mean, I don't know anything about history, so that's just I'm like, hmm. okay, it seems a little sus now. I forgot to say one thing. My mom said. One of the things that her relatives did on the reservation was if someone died in the house, they didn't stay in the house for 12 months. So when my mom stayed there, they were camping outside in tents. And they were so afraid of skinwalkers because they were known to dig up bodies that a ton of the families in the reservation stopped telling people where they were burying their dead. So it's kind of like Hawaiian where it was like no one knew. Because they were, they didn't want their bodies to get dug up. Sorry, it's just an afterthought, but we're sharing. None of this, to me, is necessarily surprising. I don't think it's very surprising to probably Kalima either. No. Wait, why? Do y'all have a sordid history <laughs> of colonization? Uh, the just the story. The story of Hawaii is the exact same, dude. Did they the did they separate? Thing. Like uh, Hawaiian kids. I will say it wasn't as bad, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. um, as they had it. But like the my, same patterns. My existed. my dad was beat in the seventies for speaking Hawaiian. 
Like, there was a whole generation where Hawaiian language and culture was outlawed. So a lot of the identity of Hawaiians were lost in one generation. It was illegal to speak Hawaiian, practice hula, um, anything. Yeah, because that's evil, bro. Well, it, it was uh, <laughs> on, so, on paper. I know. It's crazy. You know? So, yeah. I mean, luckily, we we had a school that was actually kind of the opposite. You know, yeah. like the last uh, princess uh, who was supposed to be the next queen before we got annexed left her entire um, estate. estate and fortune for Hawaiian. So the school we went to, you had to be Hawaiian to go there. Mm. And uh, they worked really hard to teach us the language and the culture. It's an old school. It's been there for like 150 years. All our parents, grandparents went there. And look what you're doing with her gift. <laughs> Spreading aloha. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's freaking wild. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not like obviously I, I sympathize with, with the fact because we're kind of victims of of that I mean, dirty manifest destiny, dude. <laughs> uh if but. we, I have, I have a history of it too. My grandparents came over from Japan, landed in Oregon. Then they had a convenience store and a farm in Idaho and they were doing really well. They had a whole community of Japanese together. And then this crazy thing, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, like World War II <laughs> went on what? and the U.S. government issued a charge to imprison all Japanese people or I don't know about all Japanese people but a ton of Japanese people in the U.S. for fear that they're, like, working with Japan. I get it, whatever, safety. But they came in, took my grandparents, everything they had. They just seized them all. I think they were allowed to pack one bag, and they took them to internment camps. And uh, a couple years later, the dropped the two bombs, the war is over, and they opened up the internment camps. They're like, okay, you can go. No help at all. <laughs> like, they had built a life. They had built prosperity and then they were just like let out and they're like okay go yeah likewise like hawaii is most of it is owned by big corporate resorts and the u.s military and because of like the strategic location of hawaii it's a melting pot of everyone around and we took in a lot of people which has a lot of pros but the like one of the big cons is like hawaiians are the minority in hawaii in their land in their own homeland yeah so right haven't actually, you know, gone through this kind of... Don't you, know, you talk, Sean. <laughs> but I, I really relate to Theo Vaughn, where he says, what white privilege are you talking about? Why would I put you here and then move right next door? Yeah, because Theo I'm Vaughn... I'm wearing two tank tops in the winter, <laughs> yeah. man. He grew up poor, so he was like white trash. That's what <laughs> I relate to. <laughs> yeah. Bro, so you a minority. Dude, they actually. I'm okay, a so ginger, you red know, beard. You know, that's a minority. Onion grass. Yeah. We in his it. saying, he said, "Kill the Indian, save the man." He he had a whole long list that wasn't exclusively for Native American. He literally said, "Kill the white trash, save the man. Kill the N word, save the man." Damn. Like that was truly his like ideology. Was like utopic. Cut them off from whatever they're doing. Assimilate them to his thought of perfection or his thought of like what you should be. And you saved the man. It's all about salvation. Mm. Everything, bro. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> any other thoughts? They did the same thing in New Zealand. I met so many Maoris who were like, their dad or grandpa was sent to school, forced to learn English, and was punished for 
um, talking Maori. So it's like same thing. They're trying to get back their culture and figure it out too. I mean, it goes all over the earth, like world, wherever someone's tried to conquer another place. Yeah. The first thing you do is remove their identity. Yeah. To control. I'm saying that from stuff I've learned. Not sounds like you. Would, no, yeah. It sounds like you're <laughs> very familiar with the process. Can I tell you the absolute most disgusting thing I heard about like colonization and whatnot? Yeah. Trigger warning. Press fast forward right now. But it was common in Tasmania and, uh, yeah, Tasmania. One of the games they would play is they would bury a ton of aboriginals up to their necks. And then every morning when they left camp and every night when they came back to camp, they would kick them like a soccer ball. Holy shit. Until they died. Because aboriginals were straight up not human. And until 1970, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's true. In 1970... Indigenous people of Australia, a.k.a. Um, aboriginals, were considered livestock, like under law. Holy hell. That's, I mean, uh, the, sim- uh, the U.S. is somewhat similar with like the three-fifths. The three-fifths rule. Yeah. Like that was pretty recent. Yeah, when is it? Like the 70s or something? The 50s, yeah. 40s, maybe. I don't know. But that's like within the last hundred years. So It's freaking wild because to us, it's like it's a lifetime ago. Yeah. I don't, I don't grow up. I have no knowledge of like segregated like uh, water fountains. It's all like theoretical to me, but it really is just like one lifetime away from us. Yeah. Um, there was a, I saw like a shower thought on Reddit mm-hmm. where they had a, um, the Wright brothers flying the plane and then uh, Neil Armstrong on the moon. Yeah. Allegedly. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and um, they said like this happened within like 50 years of each other. Wow. Just the accelerated progress, dude. Yeah. Progress and like how, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Progress, like how much can happen, mm. good and bad. I guess um, the moon was a legend, though. So, yeah. Uh, Pick another <laughs> example. Uh, I'm thinking of like the Uyghur Muslims going on right now. Yeah. Like that's, that's current, the exact same thing that's, that's happening. You know, I try not to get too political on this podcast, but. China, bro. <laughs> You've condemned two countries so far. Straight up fighting I am, dude. I feel like today earlier I said Fuck someone else too. Oh, it was China and Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. I'm joking. China. I'm kind of not joking. <laughs> it's more, more the like the government, obviously. Yeah, it's not the people. It is 100 percent not the people, and it's like our government does stuff so that I'm not like cosign everything. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm not going to blame an entire race of people. Yeah, or nation of people. Rather, I'm I'm under the pretense where I'm like f everyone. In China? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the world. In the world. Yeah, okay. yeah, every country. Yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, I brought this up tonight. Thanks for doing it. it. It might not be like our most traditional scary story, but I, I brought it up because I truly do. I knew about this. I know you guys know about this, but like I just wanted to spread awareness. It's not my place at all, but I just felt like more people should know. Hmm. And especially with this recent story coming out, it's like... You hear those numbers, but I think it's easy to not be connected to what that actually means. But these were straight up people's kids, like real life humans. There's 250 of them. I was going to say that's not given a prop and burial, not honored, not remembered. It's crazy. That is crazy. Hmm. I was going to say that's like I have 200 followers on Instagram. That would be every single one of them is buried. Yeah. For just being them. (laughs) Just being them. Anyway. But patrons, thanks for that. <laughs> That's heavy. We'll try to lighten the mood. <laughs> no, no, we're going darker. We're going darker. Uh, but I, we appreciate you guys. Thank you.
dude, top secret. I kind of haven't wanted to talk about it until it's like a real ass thing, but we might get a van, me and my wife. And if we do, once a month, I want to record on location somewhere. We're going to Skinwalker Ranch and recording, That'd boy. That'd be wild. <laughs> so what I've been to make sure, like, whistle and stuff? Nope. Definitely <laughs> not. I'd say yes. Definitely not. Definitely not. I'd say for your safety, because I love you. Yeah. No. <laughs> or do, and then come back with a great story. That's what I was going yeah, for, you. actually. Yeah. All right. I'll tell my friends. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll you increase your pay by triple if you come back like, with a good story. Hey, I like heard so that if you whistle zero to zero, zero times three. Laughs, yeah. <laughs> Laughs and poor. Okay. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com <laughs>